2: What's up, guys? It's Jared from The Corner Booth. Do you like living balls out? Oh, boy, do I have a spot for you. Over 200,000 customers happily agree. Ballsy is the best place for men's grooming products for your man area. Free of BS chemicals like paraben and sulfate made right here in the U.S. of A. Go to ballsy.com. Use promo code BELLYUPSPORTS, all capitals. Ballsy is an official sponsor of The Corner Booth Podcast and Belly Up Sports. You are now in the Corn Luth Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corner Booth Podcast. I am your host, Jared Clem, alongside my intern Samir Singh, and host of Tilguy and the Quad Pod. Angry Grumpy dude sometimes, but devoted Alabama fan the rest of the time, Mr. Kevin. We've got a very basketball-heavy show today. It's it's definitely it's definitely the off season for football and, and baseball. You know, it's in its mid season swings. So you know, there's a headline every couple week, every couple days. My Diamondbacks won today, but yeah, last night, by the way. So I'm the happiest kid alive. Snapped our 14 game losing streak. Thank God. Um, it sucks being bad, but a lot of big stuff today. We got NFL player with some big uh, personal life news. We have Tom Brady news, because of course Tom Brady had to make the headline. Sometimes he's getting a little boring. More new stuff. Ben Simmons, Stephen A. Smith. Team USA, Harlem Globetrotters, and just a shit ton more. So let's get rock and roll. Boys, lead story. Carl Nassib comes out as the first actively signed, openly gay NFL player. Um, reactions. I mean, the dude's uh, one of the better pass rushers in the league. Uh, I mean, uh, well, first off, my initial reaction was good for him. I I, I personally, it, my opinion on anybody with a sexuality is like, I want, I, you, you have the right to be happy regardless of what, who you like or what's like, whatever. It's not really an issue to me. And so I think this is a good sign. Like hopefully, you know, he's a Corolla player. Nothing comes of it. Just, you know, I high, hire Jersey sales gets treated as one of the boys. That's it. I, I I'm happy for the guy coming out, you know, good for him. And um, big step for the, the um, LGBTQ. I hope I nailed that correctly community. Cause I sometimes jumble letters. So. Good job, Caleb. Carl.
0: First Caleb. off, proud of you. That is correct. Some people say it's LGBTQIA+. Some people still just say LGBTQ. Uh, but happy Pride. Also, shout out to Carl Massive. He donated thousand dollars to the Trevor Project, which is for oh, I forget exactly. I think it's like at-risk gay teen, gay and transgender teens. Um, good for him. I'm hoping. That no, I hope it. I feel like this will. It's kind of going to start normalizing. This is the first starter quality gay player in out of the four major sports, I believe. Because you had Michael Sam who didn't make it in the league, and then you had was it Jason Collins in the NBA?
2: Jason Collins, who was basically like a a backups to backup center.
0: Yeah, he was on his last leg in the NBA anyway. Was never more than a role player in the league, so. This is a big first step.
1: Uh Yeah, I think um, there was a... I'm trying to actually get the name right now. There was a... One of... Uh, I think a soccer player, I believe, that just came out... A female soccer player that came out as, as trans today. I
0: think um, she plays for the Chinese national team.
1: Right, and she plays, I think, in the MLS for women's soccer or something. Uh, I... I briefly saw the headline, but yeah, it's. I think, um, you know, I think when a lot of people say like, what's like, if people aren't on board with pride month, I think this is something that's kind of important to have like a time in a space where people can feel, you know, really safe to talk about their experiences, like as part of the community or what have you. So I think it's cool and important. And I think that, um, this happening sports is great. I think it's pretty cool. Uh,
0: also, I was wrong. It was a Japanese soccer player in Washington spirit forward, Kumi Yokoyama. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. came out as transgender today. I also like how all the homophobes like, who cares? Like, no one cares about this. Like, no one should care. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, it, it's just, who is it? It'd be the same thing as, like, Tom Brady getting <clears throat> married or something. Like, no one should. this. I understand why this has to be a news story. I understand yeah. why this is a news story. It's a big deal. It's a step towards normalcy where it's no one caring. Where people don't need to come out. They can just go, oh, yeah, by the way, this is my boyfriend, John, or something. It's not a big coming out thing, which I'm hoping this normalizes it and kind of does away with – no one comes out as straight.
1: Yeah. It's not
0: a
2: thing. I mean, okay. So I I will – like to me, when I look at Carl Nassau, I'm like, okay, Pro Bowl pass rusher great defensive player for the Raiders so he's gay cool whatever his personal life I don't give a shit like go get a sack man seriously like save that Raiders defense because it's god-awful but good congrats to him I hope this is definitely a step in the right direction and Kevin you're on point like it's it shouldn't be a thing but it's a big step in the right direction to you know make this normal Uh,
0: I I also saw a comment on his on his coming out like just the, hey, guys, I'm gay might be the most football guy way ever to come out, which <laughs> is odd point in
2: yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm not. they're not – it's just – it's it's funny. I mean, it's not wrong. I, I'm okay. It's, I think it's hysterical, but, you know, just, you know, good for Carl, man, and uh,
1: yeah. Happy Friday. Yeah. Pride. Yeah. I, I, yeah, and I think uh, that was probably the most important thing he said was that, like, I – Wanted to make it so these things don't have to be normal anymore like that was a good point that you touched on kevin um but yeah i i think that uh i don't understand you know i'm not gonna go on a, I'll okay i'll go in a little rant i don't understand why people anyone could possibly get mad at this at this point where it's just like how are you still mad about how a guy gets his nut off like seriously like everyone can just literally do what they want it doesn't matter like Truly, if you were still angry about this, you got to chill. Like, just get educated straight up. <laughs> well, well, first off, they're homophobic. Yeah.
0: That That's why they care. Uh, also, there were, there were studies on that, find that people who are homophobic have, uh, like, gay tendencies. Like, they are secretly gay. A lot, of, yeah. That's afraid of it. Sure.
2: So they take their anger out on people who are openly expressing them.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, basically, they're like, I can't be happy, so no one else can't be. Fuck you guys.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, not to get, you know, super political here or whatever, but isn't the person who made uh, gay conversion camps, he ended up being gay, if I'm not mistaken.
0: One of them might have. Uh, yeah. I know Mike Pence had a couple of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, anyways, uh, it sucks to be homophobic. Don't do that. And it's. Carl Nassib is awesome. Number one sale in jerseys for the past two days, by the way. That's pretty freaking awesome, too. And I also like this story because it's something that transcends sports, and it reminds us that sports are culturally actually very important, not just, like, bullshit that we talk about every day. And
2: that football players are human.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh Kevin
0: quick question, by the way, actually, about the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Is Richie Incognito still in the Raiders?
1: Yes. Is he seriously? <laughs> yeah, he's still By the Raiders. way, how is He's still in the league. Because he's a really
2: good run blocker. <laughs> and John Gruden don't give a crap what you did in your past. He does not, clearly.
0: Yeah, no. Uh after the Dolphins took like a season off, then went to the Bills, and then took a season off, then went to the Raiders.
2: He didn't he have a Pro Bowl season with the Bills too? And they were retired for a year and they came back. Yes. Yeah, okay, so. As much as he had Three he kind of, Pro
0: Bowl seasons with the Bills.
2: Yeah. As much as Incontinent is a piece of shit, like he's pers- like, at least like person wise. One, he's entertaining as hell when he goes on a radio show. And two, I mean he almost fought Cowherd, which was hysterical. And then two, he's probably one of the best damn run blockers in the league. So it's it's I think he still is with the Raiders, I believe, now. I mean, he might have been the only guy in their
0: offensive of line they didn't cut. Because his contract is, like, gold. Huh. Yeah, true.
2: All right. um, Kev, your boy Brady's back in the news. Talk to us about the Golden Boy. What's he up to?
0: So, there's a new episode of The Shop coming out. I believe it's on HBO this week. And in it, Tom Brady was talking about the teams that were going after him in free agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the teams pulled out last minute and didn't really want him. And his response was, really? You want to stick with this motherfucker? <laughs> that's a direct quote, by the way. That's not me working
2: <laughs> work, I, I really, truly do. Holy shit. That's perfect.
0: So I'm curious. What team do you guys think it was?
2: Okay, so I'm going to take a guess here. Um, We can eliminate the Giants and Eagles, Samir.
1: Yeah, that's for sure.
0: Yeah.
2: It's one team he says he fears, and the other team... Peyton made a joke about, and he just laughed at it. Um, we could probably eliminate Denver, Las Vegas, Green Bay, Seattle. Uh, shit, Houston, because this is pre deshaun Watson getting weird. Um,
0: I think he was still weird; it just hadn't come out
2: yet. It hadn't come out yet. Um. I'm gonna limit eight in the AFC East, so no Miami, no Buffalo, and no New York. Yeah. So, because I don't think Tom would do that to Bill, as much as they don't like each other sometimes. Tennessee. Oh, so you wouldn't
0: want a ring, really, with any of those teams? And Josh Allen, like they wouldn't want him over Josh Allen. Yeah, true. Tennessee maybe. Uh, Ryan Tannehill's been one of the higher-rated quarterbacks in the NFL. Oh, line. I know. I'm it's just saying.
2: I don't know if you know the answer because that's why I was. I was Tennessee maybe. Oh, like, I
0: I have two theories, and then also I have something that I think Stephen A. Smith said it because like teams that he's heard of talking about it.
1: But what were the teams that were? What were the teams that were really uh in the chase? Like I'm kind of forgetting. San
2: Fran, uh, yeah, Tampa. Tampa was like the dark horse because everyone didn't take Tampa serious. That's what made it so fun. Yeah,
0: Yeah. San uh, Francisco, Chicago, uh, the Raiders, I think the Rams might have been.
2: Okay, that narrows it down. I think it's either the Rams or the Bears. Because both golf golf and are just memes. My
0: my initial thought was it's one of the California teams. It's either Jared Goff or Jimmy G. But now, reportedly, it was the Bears. The Bears wanted him and then were like, actually, we're good.
1: Oh, my God. Okay. Is there any more of a team that's more of a meme
2: than the Bears right now in the NFL? Not Dallas. Not even Philadelphia. Because as much as Philadelphia has had a nightmare of the last two off seasons, they look not as bad of a spot as the Bears are in right now. And the Bears now comes out that they basically like, oh, now we're good on basically the greatest football player of all time. That's Party's so funny, nice.
0: um, like well, I mean, shit. also, though, I mean, it, it looks like it might have worked out for the Bears because if Justin Fields is the real deal, they'll have him longer. But yeah, they might have had a Super Bowl with Brady.
2: Because uh, with that defense, you're, like that defense at the beginning of last year, and they still had Allen Robinson, and Brady would make Anthony Miller and all those dudes look great. They still trade. They had decent players. On that, on that yeah, bear. the line offer. was
0: pretty good. It wasn't a bad. Yeah, that line. was a good team.
2: Mitch is just terrible.
1: <laughs> so bad.
0: Hey, excuse you. Don't talk shit about the reigning MVP.
1: It's true. Another player has done it before, and that's a great point you bring up, Kevin.
0: <laughs> Mitch is the goat. What, what, what else can you say? Mitchy Sundays are for kissing titties. But he,
1: I, I would, yeah, for sure. But I would say uh, that you could honestly argue that he is the best backup right now in the league, if you discount rookies. I don't know. Trying to go through and I think and
0: think of who the backups I mean,
2: are. I, I would even throw. I mean, he might get cut, but Flacco. I mean, because he did play pretty good last year in New York. Um, Drew Locker, or Bridgewater, whoever loses that starting job, it's probably better.
0: I think if Locke. Lo- ah, Mitch might be better than Locke, honestly. I think Ooh. Mitch is better than Locke.
2: I'd still take Locke over Mitch.
0: Because um, as much Locke as he. A- can throw it as a better arm, but he can't hit the broadside of a barn. Mitch, at least, is semi accurate.
2: True. Um, I don't
0: know. I- Also, let's. Heineke. I think we. After, like. One yeah, game,
1: that's an interesting uh, one. But it's kind of I, tough. to really play the game, dude? He me. took he took Brady to the limit, though. So it's yeah, that was pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, um, I also think we need to comment on the Mitch slander until we see how he does not in Matt Nagy's system.
2: Yeah, That's, I feel like Justin Fields is gonna get Matt Nagy fired so fast.
0: If I if I were Justin Fields and they called me like, hey Justin, it's it's Ryan Pace, GM of the Chicago, fire Nagy. I wouldn't even let him finish who he was. Fire Matt Nagy, or I'm not signing my rookie.
2: Fire Nagy, fire the offense corner. Keep the defense corner. Whoever, who, who's the defense corner right now? It's not Van is it?
0: Um,
1: who, where, in, in uh, the Bears? It's it's the, it's the new Indian guy, Sean Desai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I was just like, wait, my, huh? Yeah, no, um
0: uh, Fangio was their last one, but yeah, yeah Sean Sides right. Yeah, because Vic defense. Fangio is new defensive player. coordinator. Yeah, Vic
2: Fangio was like a legendary defense coordinator for so long. Um Yeah, no, I would have been like just feels like, alright, I will I'll sign with you guys, no question, but uh you gotta get rid of this coach. Or at least make make him give up play calling, because holy hell. Matt Nagy is if like is if um Sean McVay got like clonked on the head too many times and just started like seeing things. Because I swear, he tries to be so complex with his system, and it comes out looking the, like the dumbest shit. My favorite take is I watched Kurt Warner break down the Ravens passing game, not to go on a tangent here. And the routes are slamming into each other. Kevin, you know we like we're playing our Madden games, we call like hot routes. We try to like get guys open with the schemes. The Ravens passing tree is the most hysterical thing I've ever seen because these guys are running into each other, and nobody's getting open. They're not beating zone or man coverage. It's basically just their peak speed getting them open. So I, I think it's funny how, you know, Matt Nagy's offense is basically like the worst thing I've ever seen ever. Because just, it just looks so complex for a lack of results. Are you looking for a pair of sunglasses that are as about a good time as we are here at the corner booth? Well, look no further. Yeats official sunglasses are polarized, stylish, and fit any occasion. All of us here at the Corner Booth, we each got a pair we're rocking right now in the studio. You want yours? Go to YeatsOfficial.com, promo code Corner Booth for 10% off, and get your pair now. My personal recommendation, the Aquas, always fly as hell. Enjoy it. Yeats Official, official sponsor of the Corner Booth podcast. Veteran newsman Samir
1: Singh has uh, some headlines for us. Samir, rock and roll. Well, you know, actually, since we're talking to the, about the Bears, this does remind me of a headline I saw today. It's a little bit of a hype piece, uh, and this is coming from the Bears camp, that they said they actually expect David Montgomery to beat his numbers from last year, or actually the quote was to best his number from last year, and his numbers were pretty impressive. Uh, I, for one, thought Montgomery was one of the more impressive backs of the year last year. Um I'll actually pull up his stats for everyone right now, and I'll read it. He had 1,000 yards. He had 1,000-yard rushing season on 247 attempts, which is a 4.3 yards per carry average, eight touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns, 438 yards. And that's a pretty damn good year, if you ask me. And I, Montgomery never really wowed me as a talent. I think he's a decent running back. Can crack top 15, probably, if we're talking talent. Um, But, hey, if they keep feeding him, I think he – Honestly, could produce uh, another sim- similar season like that. I don't know if you got what do you guys think?
0: I'm, I think, I I been think the attempts ball, so. and yards are going to be down. I don't think they're going to give him the ball as much once they put Justin Fields in because they're going to have him run the ball more. They're going to have him pass the ball more. Uh, but average will be up and touchdowns will be up because teams will be concerned about the pass more so now than they have been in Chicago. Maybe ever. People forget some of the greatest quarterbacks in Bears history are guys like uh, Jim McMahon and Rex Grossman. And, yeah, Smoke and Jay. But, so, okay, since Smoke and Jay, uh, they're going to pass the ball more. Teams are going to be more wary of it. So, maybe not a 1,000-yard season, but on fewer attempts with a higher average and touchdowns.
2: I am going to say that his numbers will be down because you guys forgot they did sign Damian Williams in the offseason, who, of course, was, you know, one of the heroes of the Chiefs Super Bowl two years ago. Um, I think he's going to get a lot of carries over Montgomery. I do like Montgomery, but I'm not the biggest fan of him. I do like running backs who can blow the top off a defense. I'm not, like, Montgomery, to me, has, like, intermediate bursts. He's good out of the backfield. To me, Montgomery's a changeup back. He's a perfect combination to a guy with a lot of wheels. Back when Tariq Cohen wasn't just a meme. Um... So I I don't I mean I think Williams is gonna get I think Williams is gonna wow a lot of people because yeah I did take a week a year off as long as he didn't lose a step because he was a monster on that Chiefs Super Bowl run so I think that's gonna take a lot of carries and touches and touchdowns away from
1: him as well. All right, um yeah, uh moving on, <laughs> moving on to our uh, next board basketball. Um, Scottie Pippen uh, uh had some words to say about Kevin Durant uh who. I believe, put together one of the most impressive playoff performances uh, of recent memory uh, in this series against the Bucks. I honestly feel like the Nets team was injured thoroughly, even though uh, it's, you know, as Stephen A. Smith said, it was karma for, you know, all these players sandbagging their teams, which honestly I can kind of get behind. It's a little bit of a weird take. But anyways, Durant was incredible. Uh, but Scottie Pippen had some words to say. He said, "LeBron James is a complete team player who understands team and winning. Has KD gotten to that level yet? He went home. I think he still has some learning to do in terms of what it make, in terms of what it takes to will a team to victory. Um, I want to like I want to know your guys' thoughts on that quote. I personally think that uh, it's kind of BS. I think KD really did all that he could do because if you watch if you were watching those games, he was just Every shot he took, it it did not look like it was missing. Uh, could you ask for him a little bit more from him on the defensive end? Maybe, but that team was really beat up. And Giannis, I think a lot of people underrate him because they, the videos of him not being able to have a bag. But that guy's a physical beast, and it's hard to beat that that Bucks team. It's a great team, and they might be the favorites to win the title right now. Besides the Suns, um, so. I don't know what you, you know.
0: Said. Much like. Much like it took to win a championship, apparently Scottie Pippen also needs Michael Jordan to put together a half-decent take.
1: Right. This is... <laughs>
0: oh, uh, Kevin Durant went home around after LeBron did. The only reason we're not talking about Kevin Durant being a great team player who can will his team to victory is the fact that he has fucking clown feet. And because he has a foot that's like three feet in length, he stepped on the line on that last-second shot to send the game to overtime. If he had normal-sized feet, the game's over. It's in seven. Also, it's Scottie Pitt forgetting that Kyrie Irving was out. James Harden was hobbled, even though he played a while. He still played horribly in game seven. Not efficient whatsoever. And Blake Griffin's played well this year, but still. he's he Blake fouled out. Like, yeah, it's Blake Griffin five years past the prime and fouled out. Scotty Pippen, what are you talking about? Now I know why you couldn't get into a decent basketball program and went to a juco school because you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> All right,
2: Kevin, should I, should I uh, slam it home after you? Because I think you hit it hard pretty there. Um, uh, First off, yeah, Scottie, yeah, seriously, dude, like, come on. <laughs> first off, Kevin Durant hit – like, that turnaround jumper was ridiculous. I lost my sh- – I was watching the Game 7 live from – Start to finish. I had a couple of buddies in my house who are all Nets fans, but like, like Jason Kidd, Carrie Kittles, Kenyon Martin, Nets fans. These guys have been through it with the ringer. Um, I oh have always been. We've always been a pro KD show here at the corner booth because you know we put Rapport in a body bag. Anybody who does that's my hero automatically. Two, Kevin Durant one put his team on his back for the last series and most of the series before that dominated james harden i've got to give james harden credit played through he looked like he was in constant pain the entire night and that he had a clutch bank three that like kind of brought the game within a couple of minutes even blake griffin played great for what he did on saturday you had a lot of players give a lot of good minutes and a lot of guys play hard even bruce brown going all out i I, this dude's a hustle player then that's Gave it their all, and they just didn't have enough because, you know, injuries and everything else and foul and whatever. But, I'm sorry, LeBron James quit on, like, 80% of the plays in Game 6 when they got knocked out. It was Game 6, right? I'm sorry, it's been so long since I saw LeBron play a game. It's been heaven. Um, uh, I think it was Game 6. But, yeah, LeBron had multiple clips. People have been, like, bringing it back of LeBron. Like, instead of getting back on defense, complaining to the referee why he didn't get a call on a play that had no business getting called... LeBron is not a LeBron is a team player when it suits the narrative for him. Unfortunately, LeBron's past the whole I give a crap about winning. He's in the mogul stage. He's got a TV show. He's got Space Jam two. He's right. He's uh, I'm sorry, Scotty. LeBron's team player mentality whole thing died when he left Cleveland. Last year they took advantage of the bubble and the fact that they were playing a team in the Heat who really, honestly, if it wasn't for the bubble, had no business being in the finals. So, I'm gonna say that I'm calling complete bullshit on you, Scotty. Yes, you're the best sidekick of all time, but come on, man. Does Mike have to finish everything for you, dude? Come on, I, I, not to piggyback on Kevin's joke, but holy shit, god damn it, Pippin. This is this is why you look like a jackass during the the uh during the uh Last Dance uh Thirty for Thirty, man. Come on, dude. Like. Think before you say this shit holy hell all right samir anything else before we move
1: on uh not particularly but i would like to say how good it has felt um without lebron in these playoffs like the nba has a new reinvigorated breath of life i don't know if you guys have also felt this
2: Anybody, like they talk like on espn and like in uh, um fox sports whatever. everyone everyone's like oh lebron this lebron that and i'm like I can't be the only person, I know you, Kevin, I know you're part of it too, but who has LeBron fatigue? It's been 19 years, man. I am just just so done.
0: I was, yeah, uh, NBA. NBA's media is fucked within the next five years. Five, six years because LeBron will retire, Steph Curry will retire, and they refuse to talk about small market teams.
2: Yeah, and the New Orleans Pelicans couldn't market Zion if they were gifted an opportunity for it um, or help him. And, you know, Devin Booker, unless you're a basketball fan, you know who he is. You don't know who Anthony Edwards is. You barely – they're trying to mark the hell out of LaMelo Ball, but it's like – I don't know. It's just – Let, Let's a,
0: not put Anthony Edwards and LaMelo even in the same conversation I'm Devin. not
2: saying that, but they are like young stars who are going to get a lot of attention, but you can't – they don't market them. They don't. The NBA's marketing has been so LeBron-focused for so long – they're literally like – it's like trying to like relearn how to ride a bike right now. They're just like, what do we do? LeBron, the man with the headband can't save us. Yeah,
1: And I will say as a Celtics fan, I think it's time that we start marketing Jason Tatum because – Okay,
2: I was going to say the same fucking thing. I love Jason Tatum's game. I think he is so much fun to watch. As much as I hate rooting for any team – sometimes I hate rooting for teams that Kevin roots for because he drives me nuts – but as we, as his friend, I root for the Celtics during the playoffs because you know it's something to watch. But Timberwolves will never make it again. But I I'm not do, even that bad. No, as a Celtics fan, you're not. telling Except with Alabama. Not, no, yeah, Patriots, you get a little irritating too. Um, I, even Alabama, you're not that bad, honestly. Because but Gum Twitter is such a great group of people. I love Gum Twitter, by the way. They're so nice to me. Um, I'm even. I'm Kevin's Miami friend. That's basically what I'm known as. Uh Basically, I love Jason Tatum's game because it's just fun. It, it brings me back to, like, 2000s like NBA where Kobe and T-Mac, Vince Carter, all these wings were just lighting up a scoreboard. And it wasn't just with threes and dunks. It was mid-range jumpers. It was driving to the basket. It was making get, getting buckets the old school way. That's why I love Harden's game. I mean, not Harden, uh, Tatum's game. I love it. It's fun to watch. I even like watching Jalen Brown, too. But uh, the NBA really needs to, like, kind of learn how to steer because right now they're heading straight for an iceberg
1: Titanic joke. Uh, I I think another thing uh, that the NBA could kind of do and to make fans interested in these kinds of players again is to emphasize um, skill over raw athleticism. I feel like the guys that get the most attention these days are the raw athletic, raw athletic guys, you know, the John Morant, the Zion's, guys that can jump really high and do dunks, but they don't really they don't really show, oh, look at this uh, great range. Uh, okay, take John, John Moran slander they out of your mouth. Take
2: the uh, John uh, Moran slander
1: out of your mouth. No, I'm saying he's – I'm uh, not slandering John Moran. I'm just saying that they market players that show athleticism and not necessarily players that show more skill, skill to the game. Plankars, I mean, Luca, like, sure. You could argue Luca, but I mean, outside of that. Luca,
0: KD, James Harden, they're some of the guys who – None of those guys are super athletic compared to other players in the league, and they don't – they get marketed just as much. Also, you know, the MVP might be the least athletic man to step on dude's
1: ver- Yeah, that's dude's- amazing. No, that's a step in the right direction dude's, for sure. Dude's, dude's literal vertical is this pad of paper, man. Come on.
2: <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, um, Yeah, no, I just – the NBA – the NBA is we- – marketing for the NBA is so weird now because they know what's coming and they have no they were banking that Zion was going to be a freak of nature and he's just he had a good season but like he's in like the lost zone down in New Orleans. So all right, Samir,
0: what Also you, apparently you know? can, can I hop in on some breaking news stuff, not breaking, but Go for it. Uh apparently it's being reported the Pelicans have not done a good job of keeping Zion his friends or his family happy.
2: I've heard the headline before, but I didn't know if they were officially going to report it. I thought it was just kind of like some, like, alleged sources.
0: I don't know. It was reported the last couple days. So maybe it's another big that New Orleans is going to ship off to L.A. for peanuts.
2: Or New York.
0: Brandon Ingram played well.
2: Or New York. Because I could see him and Julius Randle's game would work perfectly together.
0: Adam Silver's on the phone. Hey, fuckers. Trade's on to New York. God damn it. You can't I mean, have we're, small we're market the teams with good players. Yeah. I'm shocked we didn't have a bent envelope again. <laughs> or a I dented mean, ping pong ball ping pong ball, I guess, this time.
1: Oh boy. Alright. What's next, Samir? Uh yeah, this is moving on to baseball news. This is pretty big news. Uh he's actually debuting today. Uh the Rays have called him the number one prospect in baseball, Wander Franco. Uh Considered a shortstop, but he's actually starting tonight at third base, and he's batting second in the lineup. Uh, this guy is incredible. Uh, he's the second player ever, I I think, to get an AD prospect uh, rating on his hitting. Uh, he's slashing, or he's OPSing somewhere around... Uh, the high 900s currently in AAA. Uh, he's slashing his on bases uh, 367, 586. So do that math. That's mid 900s. Uh, that's very good. He's a very good baseball player. Uh, so this is just kind of exciting for everyone around baseball. It's scary for me as a Yankees fan. I'm sure it's scary for uh, Kevin as a Red Sox fan. The Rays are going to be good for a very, very long time. Because they also have you uh, know Bruhan waiting, and that farm system is nice. I'd love, I'd kill to have a farm system like that. But the Yankees farm system blows.
0: Um, I am not scared of the Rays. Not yeah, this are Not their best pitchers guys. I'm not so. scared of them in the future because who built that farm system?
1: The Yankees did.
0: No, who built the Rays farm system?
1: I don't know who built the Rays farm system.
0: Uh the current Red Sox GM.
1: <laughs> I did not know that.
0: Yeah, um uh oh, what's his name? But Chime Bloom, Chief Baseball Officer for the Boston Red Sox, he was with the Rays for fourteen years. So he likes sticking around in one place. They brought him in to cut salary and build the farm system. He's done step A. Let's do step B.
1: Interesting. Uh, I do think that there's something to be said also about the race player development. I don't know if the Red Sox have the same caliber player development. I'm sure they do, but these small market teams, they have some kind of magic, man. It's like voodoo. You,
0: I know what the Rays are going to do in the next five years.
1: What are they gonna do? They're gonna they're ship up now.
0: they're gonna be super close to a ring. They're gonna bring in Dave Dombrowski. He's gonna trade away their entire farm system for players to win now. And then once the team stops winning, he's gonna leave. <laughs> That's Kevin, what he's done in his last like three stops.
2: Kevin's got a little PTSD right now. I mean, even though the resin's pretty good. right so, I'm knocking it. Gonna...
0: They're decent now. A lot of it is guys who are already on the roster. Trade piece is not really guys they brought up. Although Devers is pretty good. They brought him up. But it's going to happen. And I don't have PTSD. I don't hate Dave Dombrowski. We want to ring with him. So that's all I care about.
2: I mean, my entire farm system is playing right now. Currently are like six out of our five, seven. I think it was five out of our 10 best prospects are currently in the starting lineup tonight, which is hysterical. Um, that shows how bad our season's gotten. Um, that's, I don't
0: get why more teams don't do that, honestly. Well, I
2: mean, I, I'm okay with it because we have one star. That We have two stars. One's on the mound, one's playing center field. The rest are kind of role players. And then we have our five best prospects all playing tonight. So I'm, I'm okay with it.
0: Like, what? Well, I don't get why teams like the Pirates don't just go, you know what? Fuck all you. We're trading any decent, any not great but decent player for prospects, and we're calling up our entire double-A team. Not triple-A because triple-A is for guys who are close to the majors or injury rehabs. Double-A is for the future stars. So we're our double-A team. true so call them all up and uh but not so for so long that uh they get a year of mlb service because then their contracts won't be renewable just call them up for a couple games here there and tank
2: yeah no samir for reference uh van meter varsho rojas paven smith and um was the last one there's one more. But, like, they yeah, basically our five best prospects are all playing tonight. And I'm like, this is literally I, – I, I imagine this with Marte, but, like, two years down the line when the Diamondbacks are actually not 30 games below 500, so this is kind of depressing.
0: Only 20 games.
2: Yeah. I mean, hey, at least we get Dalton Varsha, catcher. You know, I, love, I love Carson Kelly, well, but he's
0: – Also, as much as I make fun of your teams, I love the fact that the Diamondbacks are doing this. Because MLB teams, like, keeping guys in the minors for another – like, they don't like calling guys up early in the year. I know it's not early, but – so they can keep them under team control. Diamondbacks said, fuck that. We want to get these guys experience. We're playing.
2: Yeah, also because Tori Lovello is kind of just like, all right, well, the season's kind of hosed unless we make, like, a miracle run. So I'm going to pull all the guys who are not – because also half our – our veterans suck this year, by the way. The only one who's not hitting like complete garbage is Josh Reddick and David Peralta, kinda. Like we're de- apparently Eduardo Escobar. Eduardo Escobar might be playing for one of y'all teams by the end of next month. I swear.
0: Give him to the Yankees. They need all the help they can get.
2: Yeah, no, uh, the Yankees were the number one uh, suitor. For, apparently, for Escobar, because he can play five different positions. He, he's
1: an RBI machine. So. Uh,
2: uh.
1: But I will uh, say the Yankees are now Brock four and a half games out of first place, took two out of three against the A's, best record in the AL. The A's are Sox have The Red Sox are on a skid. The Rays are on a skid. I'm feeling decent. It's okay, guys. We got a win last night. We beat the
2: Brewers. <laughs> all right. <laughs> what, what What's next, Samir? Uh, th- that's all for the news. We just had the oh. three scores today. Yeah. Samir with the news. Uh, we what uh so we, there was something about Team USA I heard by the way so what I I heard the lineup was announced boys like I, I haven't been able to find it yet.
1: Yeah, so guys are just uh like slowly just announcing that they're uh being or becoming part of the the team roster. Um. Uh, I think the most recent uh announcement being Kevin Love, uh, but uh Durant oh. and Harden both committed. Nice um so here are the players that have committed so far and this is a stacked team uh I mean I this is one of my favorite things is to see like how absurd that these U.S. basketball teams can get because I don't think we're as dominant in any sport like basketball like we're dominant in a lot of things but basketball is one of the more purely American sports and like (laughs) You know, it's it's a weird dynamic because the world is good at the sport, too. Yeah, the world is very good at the sport. Like Spain, France, like all these countries, Argentina is great. Brazil's pretty decent sometimes. Yeah. But anyways, uh, uh, Damian Lillard. So off to a strong start. Drew Holiday, Devin Booker, James Harden, Bradley Beal, Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant, Chris Middleton, Kevin Love, Draymond. And bam, out of bio so far. I'm so hyped for
2: this. Also, fuck Bron. Because uh, remember, Ke- oh, that episode Kevin was on vacation, we uh we broke the whole thing about LeBron basically being like, yeah, I'm going to play for the Toon Squad this year. I'm like, nobody fucking cares, you loser. Go, go hide out in Hollywood. You don't represent us.
0: <laughs> also, you know, Greg Pomovich is coaching.
2: Oh, and Pop's gonna fu- Pop's like my team in the NBA sucks. I'm gonna wipe the floor with everyone else in the in the, in the Olympics.
0: Uh, re- rest of the world just don't show up for basketball.
2: Yeah, just don't. I because-
0: guarantee you a f- a forfeit that will be counted as one nothing will be less embarrassing than a hundred twenty five to forty blowout you're about to get.
2: Oh my god, uh, this is gonna be fun. I'm gonna be yelling USA a lot. But, uh, yeah, no, USA basketball during the Olympics just gets me amped as fuck.
1: So I, I'm hyped for this. It just brings back good memories for me. I remember always watching it. It, it. The Olympics, when they'd happen when I was at sleepaway Camp, you know, we didn't have our phones or anything. So they'd wheel in like a TV, and during our free time, they'd always play the USA basketball games. And it was so fun to just sit there and watch with my Chipwitch. I always got a Chipwitch. <laughs> and Oreo chip, I, which is better than normal Chipwitches. That's my hot take.
2: No, that's pretty. My first, uh, my first recollection of uh, the Olympic basketball team was the year that Katie and Vince Carter played. They'd be my two, two my three favorite players. And I just remember I didn't get to see Vince Carter's dunk because I had to go to bed early. But I remember waking up the next morning, and seeing the highlight, absolutely losing my shit because I thought that was the sickest thing I'd ever seen in my life. He jumped over a seven-six-two, fr- a seven-two Frenchman.
1: Yeah, I mean, I
2: think that's the greatest in-game dunk I've ever seen. It literally also inspired like a pair of Nike shocks I've been trying to get a hold of for a while. So I remember what year that was. I remember I was like four or five, maybe six. I was young as hell. It was like the first year I ever started watching Sports Center.
1: Yeah, that must have been. Yeah,
2: it was like O two, I think maybe.
0: But no, weren't the uh, oh there was the like O four? Was it two thousand? I don't know. Anyway,
2: um, so I just remember the embarrassment that was the uh, the bronze team, whatever they were, with when they lost to Carlos Arroyo in the in the summertime. Uh
0: 2004 Athens, they didn't win gold. So, I think they won bronze that year.
2: Yeah, they won bronze. So it was it 2000 that Vince Carter
1: threw them that ridiculous dunk? Yep. Okay. Yeah, and the, right. the, you guys excited for the 2008 Redeem Team documentary? That that team did absolutely just demolished it. Also, I just want to see my
2: boy Kobe literally talking shit to Luis Scola in three different languages. That's all I want to see.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was so cool. That, That's but, one of the coolest clips I've
2: ever seen. Oh my god, Kobe was just something different. Kevin, you got anything else on this? No. All right. Conference finals are here, boys. We're down to four teams in the NBA playoffs. This is where it actually gets fun. I mean, Game 7 for Milwaukee, Brooklyn, I, was, I had a blast. Shout out to my buddies who came over and made me watch it because I was like – I was going to watch half of it, but I was like, all right, I'll watch the end of it. I watched from end to end. I was like, this is like vintage sports fandom here. I love this. But so Hawks and the – Bucks in the East, and Suns Clippers in the West. Currently, I didn't even check the scores last night because I was so out. This is what happens when I work manual labor, guys, I swear. I, I like, never even check the scores. Um, I don't care about this UFC fight, ESPN. Shut up. Uh,
1: And by the way, I just would like to say how happy it makes me uh, to watch Philadelphia fail. To watch the Seventy Sixers just lose, you it's are like such oh, a Grinch. Holy hell! I can't get enough of it. It just hook it up to my veins, man. It makes me so happy, and and especially for it to be Trey Young, just the absolute villain. It really just made me feel good deep down.
2: The barbershop lollipop. <laughs> I mean, listen, like I, I, I Trey Young is a monster shooting threes and his his sneaker's not bad actually kevin put up a picture on our live stream yeah clippers and Suns tonight game two i have the the Suns, obviously that is that we're rooting for them on our podcast but uh bucks and hawks kick off tomorrow samir who do you got for the series
1: i think right now i'm taking the bucks man i think the bucks are a scary team and beating the nets uh Show I think okay I will say Boonenholter I don't think the guy can adjust I don't think he's a great coach and I don't even think he should stay as the coach of the Bucks. However, I think Giannis can dominate a game and change a game, unlike anybody else in that series. I don't think Trey can change a game the way Giannis can. Uh, uh do I think that the Hawks bench is a little deeper than the Bucks? Sure, but I think uh if you take the combination of drew holiday uh chris middleton Giannis, brooke lopez that core that has been together for a while obviously besides drew but is incredibly skilled and just they play together so well uh i gotta take the bucks right now and i think there's not and if trey young loses that's okay. Like I saw someone just be like, "Who has more pressure to win this? Giannis has the most pressure on him to win right now because that is the narrative: is that Giannis can't win in the playoffs, and I think this year might be the year that he proves everyone wrong." Kevin, who do you have in this uh, Eastern Conference series? Um,
0: Bucks or Hawks? Bucks in six. Ooh. I think Trey Young will go off for a few games, but. Drew Holiday is a good defender. He can slow him down, and I don't know if the Hawks really have anyone to slow down both Giannis and Middleton.
2: I also think the Hawks were kind of lucky in how they played. Two teams with identity crises. Um, the Knicks were kind of like the "we're just happy to be here" squad, like Brooklyn a couple years ago with D'Lo. Like they were just happy to get in the playoffs, happy to like you know prove that they they belong, that they were they had arrived, and they just entered the club and with Philadelphia, Philadelphia is a train wreck on fire with tires attached to the sides of it with a guy pouring kerosene on it. It is just a nightmare. I I just, I, Philadelphia is going to be so much fo- like interesting. I saw a tweet today from a Philadelphia guy, follow of um, uh, shot to Victor Williams of the Philly pod. He basically said that the Sixers off is going to make Philadelphia look like a cupcake. And I was like, I mean, the Eagles look like a cupcake. I was like, oof, that's terrifying. Because the Eagles offseason for me was a nightmare. So I, I, I'm praying for Sixers fans right now. Y'all are in for a rough show. I have the Bucks and Sixers. Actually, no, Bucks and Seven. I think Trey's going to hit a couple of, lo- like, go off a couple games. I think also there's going to be a couple games where Middleton disappears because it's Chris Middleton. But he's going to end up having a good, like, enough games. And, you know, Drew Holiday's been such a difference maker for that roster. And so is P.J. freaking Tucker. The sneaker god himself, holy hell. He is so, like, so essential to that roster. And it, the Suns are going to basically have, like, a two-week break waiting for whoever wins the East because they're going to probably beat the Clippers in five because the Clippers look outmatched and it's hysterical. I mean, also, it's sad for Kawhi Leonard basically being dunzo, but, you know, playoff P, full-on form.
1: Yeah, I mean, if Paul George is performing well, I just think it's it, the Suns are too much right now, and Booker is incredible he's on another level i think they are the team of destiny this year like they yeah it feels caught, like it, it sure feels like
2: breaks it. against good teams and they just keep winning and uh they're keeping healthy mostly except for chris paul
0: against the nba's best efforts mind you yeah true the nba does not want an all small market finals and they're doing everything in their power to try and keep it close. The Suns Clippers series. He tested positive for COVID. Chris Paul tested positive for COVID. Symptom free. They. I have not seen anything saying they've retested him. And he's out again tonight.
2: Yeah, no, um... Adam Silver sitting there trying to do with the date pull of David Stern is not working, and unlike David Stern, he's not at least trying to have it covered up, so it looks really sad right now. This is why I love the MLB and the NFL over the NBA because this stuff is just hysterical to me. I don't mind small market teams, by the way, in the finals because I think it's mm-hmm. kind of fun. You don't see players you usually see. I get the whole big market appeal, but at the same time, like a Milwaukee Phoenix
0: series would be incredible. Up. Uh- for once, I'm going to critique the NBA. I generally don't do I generally say they're the best-run sports league. They're idiots. They don't understand that a small market final without the Warriors or LeBron James, people will watch.
2: Yeah, people like new. I, I don't understand what they don't get about that. Like, I'm sorry if it was another LeBron versus like whatever team it was a LeBron Philly final first of all everyone be rooting for the fucking Sixers I don't care if you're a Celtics Knicks fan nobody wants to see LeBron win again two um I just it, everyone's got fatigue seriously I didn't want to see um I don't know who who the hell out of the East was the I mean the East was kind of a cluster f this year I just I don't even know what to make of it anymore but like I didn't want to see the like the Lakers were the one team I did not want to see win the win the, win the uh, win the finals. Everyone else was like all right, Brooklyn cool, my boys get a t- chip, KD gets another chip,
0: cool. They put their team together, whatever. I didn't cool. want to see Brooklyn win it at all. Uh, I hate yeah, it. me I hate neither.
1: It. Not in the slightest. I hate and I, think I, that mean, I had to defend KD because that like felt immoral to me. I
2: love KD. I don't mind Harden. I really don't like uh, Kyrie. I do like Blake Griffin. I feel bad for Blake Griffin. Um, love DeAndre. Nah love DeAndre Jordan just cuz of one facial expression he ever made when he when he basically just ended yeah. Brandon Knight's career yeah. um i still love all the role players the nets the nets kept like all those guys who have been around since the dlo days so Oh, i love I, joe harris
1: got to love joe harris got to love Brady.
2: big bad white boy gone wild joe harris i love yeah. it um you yeah, know but uh i i am i actually really really do want a suns bucks final because i feel like one our good friend of the show, Savannah Dean, is going to be insufferable on Twitter. Two, um, the Suns are just fun. They are. They're fun basketball. I love watching them play. I will go, like, tonight, I will probably, after I play my Madden game for me and Kevin's league, we'll watch the Suns game as I pass out.
0: Like, I am looking forward to watching that game tonight. So, um, Also, if Devin Booker wins a ring for the Suns, he's the best player they've ever had. He's the greatest yeah, Suns player in history. Thanks. They basically also
2: had like second gen guys who have been like are there they won their fame on other teams and they came over except for Connie Hawkins I'd say like they don't really draft all I mean Stoudemire but they didn't draft Nash they didn't draft Barkley like he's their best homegrown talent they've ever had by a mile already
0: yeah he's already yeah he's already the greatest homegrown player but I, I don't care about Nash two MVPs if you win a ring and you're the leader or the best player on that team you're the greatest player.
2: Winning an M V P if you're a second round exit doesn't mean shit to me in my opinion. Sorry. It's yeah, you're impressive. Like Steve Nash is still a top ten point guard, but like, cool. Your coach basically doesn't believe in defense. Sure. All right, boys. Ben Simmons is in the news, of course, you know, because of, you know, the seventy Sixers embarrassing choke job against the uh uh Falcons. Uh, Falc- well, um choking and Falcons just always goes in the same sentence. But um Against the Atlanta Hawks. And the Atlanta team didn't blow a lead. That's incredible. Um, Simmons trade. I'm I'm waiting for the Simmons trade rumors to just boil over. And apparently Stephen A. Smith got a text today during um first take. Saying that sources close to the situation say that he is coddled. He's surrounded by, like, basically, yes, man. He doesn't work. He doesn't practice basically all the things you hate hearing as a star player. And now that was probably somebody on the Sixers roster is trying to get a moved or doc rivers or doc rivers, most likely doc rivers. Um, because you know, doc demands his players work. Even KD, I mean, even KG Paul and Ray, when it mattered, they worked like, how are you one of the highest paid players in the league? And you can't shoot us out of 15 feet.
0: Uh, I, I also want to point something out real quick. Doc Rivers does not demand his players' work. He's star management as a coach. That's all he is. Because on those Celtics teams, it was Paul Pierce and KG demanding the players' work. Doc Rivers did not say shit. Fair enough. I want to clear that up real quick. Also, the Ben Simmons trade rumors have already started. I am ecstatic. I heard. You're not going to be. Oh, God. They're gonna According start. to Odd Shark Sports, there the eight teams that mm-hmm. have the best odds of trading for Ben Simmons are... The Blazers, Wizards, Spurs, Jazz, Pacers, Raptor, Bulls, and Timberwolves.
2: Timberwolves, please tell me the lowest odds. Please tell me the lowest odds. Uh,
0: Well, the rumor—do you want to hear what the rumor trade would be? It does not say Carl anthony Towns. Oh, thank God. It says D'Angelo Russell.
2: I mean, no, no. D'Angelo Russell can actually shoot. Ben Simmons is basically a, a function—is uh, a Lego man outside of 10 feet. No, he, don't make— defense, it. Also,
0: I think it'd be hysterical if— the Timberwolves don't have a first round pick this year Because they traded it for D'Angelo Russell And then they turn around and trade D'Angelo Russell For Ben Simmons would be the greatest thing ever
2: Well technically if we, we get a pick Inside the top 5 or 10 We get our pick back which is hysterical Um Cause, the, cause Anthony Edwards is at the draft tonight I mean the lottery Draft lottery tonight so. so I think there's like I think our pick's like weirdly protected Like if we get a pick inside of X number We get our pick back
0: if your picks one through three or 15, you get it back.
2: I'll take those odds.
0: Uh, yeah. I think your odds are, like, to get, like, eight.
2: Still, I mean, yeah, also because we won, like, a lot of games after all of our stars came back. But, um, yeah, no, I'll um, take those odds because it's Minnesota. We've been racking up number one picks really hard since, like, 2015, so I'm good for it, or 2014. Um yeah, no, I don't want Ben Simmons within 20 feet of Minneapolis unless he's about to take an L to whatever team with whatever team he plays for against us. Uh, he's also the little weasel who tried to choke out um, Towns from behind because he's a little—I'm uh, not going to say uh, he's a little bitch, whatever. Um, I'm not a—I I hate Ben Simmons, I really do. I hate his game. I hate how he got so much hype and then I'm just like, where where is it? Yeah, great, he's a 6'10 point guard who can dunk and rebound and pass. Congratulations, but he can't I- shoot.
0: I think Ben Simmons is a good player. He is as advertised. He can handle the ball pretty well. He can pass. He can play defense. He can score inside. The problem is that's what he was advertised day one, and he can't he has not developed whatsoever. He can't do anything else now. Which is weird saying he can't do anything else when I just listed like three out of the four most important parts of basketball. He can rebound reasonably well too, because he's so big. So four out of the five most important parts of basketball, and he just can't do one thing.
2: Unfortunately, it's something they like need desperately. You know, shoot.
0: But yeah, I think it's gonna have to be a shooter. It's gonna be Bradley Beal, CJ McCollum. I like the McCollum rumors because he also has a very bad contract, and if they trade Damian Lillard, he get they're going to have to unload that contract too. So I could see Ben Simmons going there.
1: Yeah. I mean that Portland trade honestly makes a lot of sense. Obviously I'm thinking about of team fit with Damian Lillard because Dame is kind of like a ball dominant guard and to have like a bigger uh, playmaking defensive guy. uh, That seems like the right fit. My thing with Ben Simmons, I don't think he can be a, a two on a team. He's not a number two. He's a number three. That's it. Because, If you can't score in clutch time, if you can't close out, if you're not confident enough to score, you can't be a number two on an NBA team. That's just the reality of the situation, I think, especially now. I think Minnesota actually makes a lot of sense.
0: Stop. They need help on defense. He would be the number three on that team.
2: He wouldn't admit it, though. Also, him and Towns hate each other. That's why I don't think it would work.
0: Yeah, well, also, Minnesota's stupid.
2: Yes, that would probably mean they'd make the trade. Um, no, don't. They wouldn't trade Dila only because they would know Towns would like revolt, and that's their guy. Like him and Edwards are their golden children. They will. They will like defend those two. Like that's why I love like all the like the Towns trade rumors. I'm like you guys realize like they value Towns like they value Garnett. Is it worthy? Maybe
0: not. And they trade Garnett.
2: Yeah, don't get me started. But Glenn Taylor's on his way out. Thank God. Um, Glenn
0: Taylor did trade Garnett.
2: I know, but he's on his way out.
0: Thank you, Kevin McHale.
2: God, I love you, Kevin McHale. Rest in peace. And no, he's not—he's not alive. Flip Saunders is the one who passed away.
0: Yeah. Flip
2: Saunders. R.I.P. to the goat, Flip Saunders. I love that man so much. Um, he resurrected the—the the, the Timberwolves were basically dead in the water before they traded Kevin Love. Um, I just—oh God, just, Ben Simmons. Keep him away from Minnesota. I'm sorry. Just send him—send him anywhere else in the West. Just let him be a—let a, 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 him be a loser on some other team. Anything else i can't on that?
0: wait until oklahoma city th- comes in trades him for peanuts has him for a year and then trades him for like four first round picks
2: the sam presti the recycling center like seriously yeah. these guys turn him into like it's like a thrift store man they turn him into like this like high-end like, like chris paul ultimate example just and uh was campaign too
0: Campaign, uh, like, no campaign was yeah, on there. Then he went to China in the G League, and then went to the Suns.
2: Yeah, because he had a he had a crazy bubble like during like the bubble pre playoff like run. He had like he played like incredible for eight games. So they gave him their contract. Um,
0: that's all I got for Ben Simmons. I think Ben Simmons can still be a good player in the NBA. I think he needs to work on some skill stuff, mainly shooting. He also needs to go to a different place. I think a change of of scenery will make him an all-star again.
2: I agree with that. I don't know if he'll ever be, like, a top 20 player like he has predicted, but he'll still be, like, a decent, like, all-star level caliber player. Like, borderline all-star. All right, uh, Kev, you got something weird for me?
0: I do. So, the NBA is going crazy with expansion talk right now. Uh, Las Vegas, Seattle. Uh, I think I don't think there's any other teams. Another team wants in on it though. The Harlem Globetrotters want to be an NBA team. They said that they're an organization whose story history story history is already tightly woven within the NBA. Harlem Globetrotters are looking for a long overdue seat at the table. Our players were integral, or instrumental, sorry, in the integration of the league dating back to 1949. We stood proudly as our players were were recruited by NBA teams. Now, after years of attracting the best black players, it's time the NBA recognized our contribution to the game. With the league already considering an expansion, the time has come. The Harlem Globetrotters stand ready to negotiate for a franchise. They sent a letter to the league, too, saying, uh, talking about, players being recruited, but also their impact on the game, bringing it to other countries, playing in 120 countries. And uh, what else do they do? Oh, bringing like the street game to a more like prominent place. I mean, I don't know if they're serious or not. If they are,
2: I mean, I, we talked about this before the show. I mean, Kev did at least uh, – I I don't know how competitive they would be. Probably better than Sacramento Queens at this point uh, or Kings, whatever the hell. What did Shaq call them? I don't even know. It doesn't matter. The fact that he owns them, by the board, way, is hysterical. Um, not the biggest – I mean, I, I don't know how to look at the story. It is definitely weird because I don't know if they're serious. And if they're serious, I don't even know how they would, how they would pull this off. Because I don't even know if they have enough talent to compete. As an, uh, They might be. They'd be probably a really good G League team. but
0: Yeah, I okay. mean, a, a lot of their players are D2 and D3 players and NBA cast-offs. Like, D1 players who couldn't make it to the NBA. Uh, my issue is, they really should have done this 30, 40 years ago. The Harlem Glo- Globetrotters are not in the national spotlight as much now as they were then because, you know, we can all watch every NBA team on TV now. Oh, yeah. People aren't going to Harlem Globetrotter games as much anymore. They sell well, but they don't sell out. I went to one, I think, s-
2: 10 years ago? Yeah, I 16. I went
0: to one a couple years ago.
2: I went to one with uh, my with uh, Kev's friend, my cousin. I went uh, a couple years ago with him. Our grandparents are, because it's actually pretty fun. But, you know, it's it's also... It's great for, like, when you're a little kid and
0: stuff. It definitely has, has its appeal there. Yeah, it's fun, <clears throat> but so are the Avengers movies. And I don't expect Robert Downey Jr. to put on a suit of armor and go take bullets.
2: True. I, I don't know. It's, uh... This is definitely a weird story, Kevin, because it got me stumped. I don't know how to react to this because it's like I don't know if they're serious or not. If they're serious, then it's, it's a whole – if they're not, it's a funny joke,
0: I guess. I, 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 I think they're serious because they sent a letter to – they sent a letter to the NBA about it. Oh That's boy. all you need to know. If they send a letter, they are stuck in the past and they should not have a franchise.
2: Oh, good lord. All right. um,
1: Samir, so anything to comment on this before we rip out of here? Uh, No, honestly, I'm on board with <laughs> – the Harlem Globetrotters be thrown in. Honestly, we should throw them in and have each NBA team play them uh, one game or, like, a three-game set, and then the team with the best record, that's, like, the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate tiebreaker for the playoffs. How about that?
0: <laughs> I also... I have a qualifier. I want... Let the Harlem Globetrotters have a team. Let them act as a normal team. But I also want the Washington Generals as a team... And regardless of record, they get the 61st pick in the draft every year. However many the last pick is, that's their pick, and they're not allowed to sign free agents.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's, I, it's just, I, I just think this is just, just the strangest, like, turn of events ever. I don't even know how to react to this completely. All right, y'all ready for uh... – quick little last call always all right so we have history being made in the nba ladies and gents uh the portland trailblazers are of course looking for new head coaches terry scott has, of course uh departed uh becky hammonds the assistant coach for the san antonio spurs is one of the finalists she's one of the first and she is the first female finalist ever as an NBA head coaching job i mean I think she's definitely qualified. I th- I've think i heard rumors. I've, I've heard that she basically half the time like Popple to step away from the game during prison still coach. I think she's ready. I think if anybody can get Dame past the first round of the playoffs, unless he's playing playoff P, it's, him, it's her. I'm for it. Let's let's do this. I think Becky Hammond definitely has earned a seat at the table as a head coach and uh, good for Portland. Definitely about this. If it, I love – like I'm all for, you know, equal everything. It Definitely men and women equal equality totally big thing it's even it's awesome that it's becky hammond because she's definitely she's more qualified than half the male coaches i see out there like i would have taken her as the timberwolves head coach halfway through the season last year kevin like his god right as much as i love ryan sanders i love his family saunders I love his family I love his father he was over over his head i would have taken becky hammond as a head coach in a heartbeat and like i know about 16 other teams the nba would have so good for portland i i really hope she gets the job that's all i got
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm with you. I mean, I think Chauncey Billups is a great basketball mind, uh, and I think he deserves a head coaching spot, but it would be so cool. I think Becky Hammond's a great coach, and she deserves a head coaching job. Anything else, Kev? No, if,
0: if she doesn't get a head coaching job when, like, a third of the league needs coaches, then that's a very, very bad sign. Yeah, the NBA is really walking on landmines here.
2: I mean I I mean I think Chauncey Bills would get a job somewhere else. I, I saw I think Portland just a perfect hit for her because she was a very aggressive scoring guard in the WNBA and uh so was uh, her would be her star player. So I think it works. Tell her to go trade for Ben Simmons, keep him away from Minnesota. Um That's all I got, folks. Um Thank you, of course, to our amazing sponsors, uh Ballsy and the great people over at Yeats. Um, I actually have another pair in the mail. I'm excited. Um, but, uh, that's it. That's all. We will catch you guys for our live stream on Thursday. Hope, uh, Samir, of course, will be on, will be out. But of course, me, Kev, possibly some surprise guests. It's a mystery. We'll let you know. But I'm Jared. That's Kevin. That's Samir. And we wish you guys a, uh, great week. See you guys Thursday. Peace. Peace. Uh, Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.